Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Joe Bro Radio, the best podcast on the planet for nerd and pop culture talks. As usual, I am joined by my best friend and cohort, Neo. Say hi. Hello. Now you cut out. Try that again. Hello. Yeah, you're speaking speaking way too loud, man. How's it going, guys? Yeah, that's better. That's very enthusiastic. One day you'll be able to get that loud. Just got a sound treat and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to cut that now. How you doing, man? Not doing too bad today. Oh, that's How about good. you, my my guy? Uh, I'm a little groggy. I did, little did groggy. something did something last night. I'll tell you about it. Not that bad, but uh anyways, if you're new here, um and if you are, stop listening to this episode, go back to the first one. And then we're go back to the trailer. Yeah, or go back to the trailer. The trailer is just a beautiful work of art that we definitely didn't have to take more than one take for. Uh, we talk nerd stuff. We talk up, talk, excuse me, talk pop culture stuff. Um, usually we have a third with us, but he's unresponsive. Uh, today we have absolutely nothing planned, uh, not written on paper at least. But uh, before we get too much into that, we usually like to start off with a little small talk. Neo, you got anything to share? I indeed do. So yesterday I got a dog. Got a dog. I got a dog. Yes. We uh, went to the shelter, and we were looking at some, and we found this one. It was a a nine-month-old German Shepherd mix, and we fell in love with her, and we got her. We named her Freya. I was about to say, I was going to ask what her name was, because I forgot that you told me. But, uh, that's nice. Didn't you have something else? I mean, you you kind of told me... The you as we as we do, you tell me bits and pieces of your small talk throughout the week, and then we pretty much just recapsulate it for the podcast. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, I got some more. I mean, I was I was pretty sick this past week. I had this weird like fever thing. Like, it'd go away in the morning, but it'd come back throughout the day. My temperature would get high as like a hundred and two, and it just sucked. But I finally kicked it like on Friday, so oh. I'm all better now. Well, I gotta say, my small talk isn't quite as interesting as uh, getting a dog. Is it? But, uh, I mean, sometimes I got a chair. That's that's like getting a dog, right? I mean, I don't sit on my dog, but sure, you can call it the same your dog, thing. Your dog's not big. Hey, dude! Whenever I had Pokey, my American Bulldog, I would lay down on top of him. Oh, I, I lay down on top of my dog because she okay. she's big. She can take it. Oh, anyway, yeah, I got my chair. I talked about it in the last episode. I ordered a chair. It's a really nice chair. Got a lumbar support. I can lean back. Lumbar so support? Can, so I can actually fall asleep in my chair. Like, uh, to pref- to clarify, I do not intentionally sleep in my chair. I just fall asleep in my chair sometimes. Uh, I love the way you say lumbar. Lumbar. How do you, you say like it? Lumbar. Oh, I I enunciate lumbar. Yeah, you say it like fancy. Well, I like the word. So I I just I like the word. It sounds it sounds goofy. I like it lumbar. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I got this chair. My last chair uh was a catastrophe. Old cheap Walmart chair, you know. Uh, it was kind of ripped up. But when I fall asleep in that, basically I'd have to. I basically end up curling up in a fetal position. 
in the chair with my back like kind of on the seat and kind of on the back and my knees would be propped on my desk. And that's kind of how I'd fall asleep sometimes. And that was not very good for my spine, as you'd probably imagine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now I have this chair. Uh, last Did night... You... Go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, you ask your question first. So, like, did you usually fall asleep in your chair with your shoes on? Is that why the leather was all ripped up? No, I mean, so part of the reason the leather was ripped up, I mean, that kind of is, but it's not, that doesn't involve sleeping in it. Like, so I would often, there's sometimes where I would go, like, crisscross applesauce, you know, like, first grader in my chair. And for mm -hmm. anyone who knows me, probably going to think I'm a freak for this, even if you don't. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I put my shoes on, and they don't come off until I go to bed. It doesn't matter I still if I'm staying. It doesn't matter if I'm staying home. Like I mean, if I go to someone else's house and they tell me to, you know, they don't want me wearing shoes in their in their house, I'll do that. But I don't know. It's like it's like a safety thing for me. I can't explain it. I, I mean, just, I prefer to have the my reasoning shoes on. you gave me was was fair. Yeah, it's. It's a sense of readiness for me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just always ready to go. My shoes are just on. I don't have to... I'm not going to be held up doing anything. Not going to be held up with my shoes. I, I just always have my shoes on. Which I am completely aware that it's strange and bizarre. When you're home, you want to be comfy. But the thing is, I'm comfortable with my shoes on. So, don't hate me. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean sometimes, like... I forget to take my shoes off. Like, when I get home from work, I forget to take my boots off. And I'm just wearing them for, like, hours. Uh, yeah, I just... I mean, part of it is sometimes, like, I forget things. But I, I just... I like the, I like my shoes. I like having my shoes on. Your Converse? Yep, it's always Converse. I always wear Converse. But uh, last night... So, as for the grogginess thing, you know, when you ask how I'm feeling, I'm not hungover, I, I guess. But I'm a little extra groggy. It was, uh... Arctoberfest uh, yesterday on the square in the town I live in, my mountain home. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Most of the people listening are probably in this town. But uh, I drank a lot. Uh, I drank a lot of beer. And I, you know what a stein is, Neil? It's like a big cup, isn't it? It's like a big, big German beer bottle. I have it right next to me. I didn't send you a picture. Um. So basically what we did is we, me and dad, we went there, we paid $40 for a ticket in there, which sounded like it wasn't worth it. But the thing is, well, it was actually 30 you, They give you this little cup, all right? It's, it's like in, a, bit, a little bigger than a shot glass, I guess. And there's a bunch of like beer vendors from like local places or small breweries and whatnot. And you can go around to all of them and taste all of them for free, and it's bottomless refills. Oh, that's awesome. So the cups aren't that big, but you can get as much as you want. And there's also places you can buy beer. So I basically had a bunch of those cups. I lost count. But then I signed up for this thing called the Stein Challenge because I was drunk and I was very agreeable, so I didn't say no. I went up to the stand. I paid an extra $20 so I could sign up for the Stein Challenge. And basically, the Stein Challenge, you got to... They fill up one of those steins, right, with beer, right. a glass mug. So it's a few pounds, and you need to hold it out straight in front of you, right? 
Now, even if you lose, you get to keep it because you got to pay to sign up for it. So you're pretty much just buying the beer and the mug. Um, I lost, technically. Well, it's not technically. I did lose. But the real achievement here is that I beat my older sister, Melinda. And I'm definitely going to call that out on this podcast, even though she is very likely to beat my ass the next time she sees me for it. Did you beat your dad? Dad didn't do it. Oh, okay. No, I, I probably could have done a lot better chance at winning, but the guy behind me, his name's Spitty, he's a mutual friend, he kept telling me dad jokes while I was trying to do it. And I was, you know, intoxicated, so I found everything funny. And I, I lost it, and I, I, I gave up. Uh, but yeah, so I got to drink a, a big old Stein. I didn't finish it, but I drank most of it on top of all the beer that I drank. Uh, and then we played GTFO last night, and I was pretty drunk for about half of it. That was miserable. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, anyway, so that's my small talk. Uh, today, as I said earlier... We didn't necessarily have anything planned because of partially because of everything I just said. I was in charge of making the topic this week, and I uh, I decided to drink instead. Um, this morning we pretty much decided we were going to talk about video games. Yes, what we love, what we hate, things that we prefer. You know, uh, I have a few things that I know I want to talk about, but is there any place you want to start, Neil? Uh... I kind of How do we start floor. off with our, our misery of GTFO last night? Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a beautiful place to start. I was definitely wanting to recall that the next morning. Well, <laughs> okay, so for anyone who doesn't know <clears throat> GTFO, well, just a, a brief explanation, I guess. It is a four-person co-op game where you go down into this series of uh it's called a rundown it's like different levels there's different stages and whatnot and it's like a you got to cooperate and complete an objective in there uh to complete it but the the complicated thing is there's these hordes of monsters that will that, that you pretty much honestly don't really stand a chance against you have to be very quiet, very slow, very very careful and calculated. And then you also have to be careful and calculated when they wake up because they're usually asleep. And when they wake up, you need to you, you don't you're not you don't go on the offense. It is a constant game of defense pretty much. Yeah, um, especially last, when you open alarm doors and that kind of thing. And last night I was streaming. Uh, if you ever want to check out my streams, feel free to stop by Frosty Butcher on Twitch. Uh, me, me too. I'll plug you later. Fuck you. <laughs> I look. I had a I had a clear opportunity there. Anyway, um, there is a particular rundown that we were doing. Uh, I mean, if anyone really cares about spoilers, uh, you can you can just not listen to this bit. But uh. Basically, we have to look for these things while we're getting attacked, like everything is awake and swarming us. And, and these vials. Now, Dad and I were talking, Neo, and I think we have a good solution for this, which I'll propose. Go, I'll just go ahead and say it on the podcast. Who cares? But basically, um, 
there one of the things that we need we can't find which is which is bizarre because there's only a set number of them and they're in a very specific area and it's like we need to collect three go to the next area collect three go to the next area and get three two of the areas we can find three right off the bat but there's a third where spot where we find two and then the last one that we need is just nowhere to, nowhere be, found. to be found and we streamed for four hours almost five going through i mean well part of that we got got to count part of that time is also because it took us a long time to get there to begin with but yeah, so time. but i guarantee we probably spent about an hour of that stream trying to find one of those items more easily more we we did that checkpoint like 12 times i swear yeah. now i will say um the solution no one's really going to understand this i guess so i mean it's a little little one sided we'll get off this topic quickly and get to things that actually include audience uh one of those cylinders might have actually been in that area and it's just at the bottom of a locker glitched into it you know what i'm saying I guarantee we probably walked past that thing a dozen times because there's no way there's only two in there. There's a third one in there. We just haven't been able to see it. I mean, there's like three or four other doors in that area that they could be in too, though. No, right? we already went through them. We, like, we went through them all and we've only found two. So basically, there's a third one in there. My guess is it's at the bottom of a locker, not a box, but a locker. And it's kind of like glitched into the bottom of it. So it's like, you know hard to see okay because there's no way there's only two in there but i have another solution that we can do but we're not gonna discuss that because i think uh i wanna i wanna get the things that we can all like relate and think about this is kind of just between us yeah well i'm down to run that tonight if you work yeah we'll see what happens well dad won't be able to he's got game night anyway uh that gtfo we'll we'll summarize on this note gtfo it's a fun game. I hate that game, but it's my favorite game, you know? It's it's like Stockholm Syndrome. I can't get away from it. And I also have, uh, and I've talked about this, and, and people laugh when I say it, but I think this game has given me some slight PTSD response because when people tell me, it's like, hey, we need to finish, like, Dad, he'll be like, hey, we need to do, like, uh, like B1 or whatever. I'll be like, oh, I thought, thought we did that one. He's like, no, no, we didn't. My brain... Uh, like it it's it's not just me like actually confused like i'm convinced in my mind that we did it and i think it's my brain trying to trick me into thinking that it's complete so i don't have to do it um anyways i'll leave it at that um all right so do you want to kick off the actual first thing neo or i mean i guess gtfo kind of was that but that was like a little little bit i don't really want to get too deep into gtfo because not many not many people can actually be like stick to that right i mean video games in general like other games that we play a lot like sea of thieves but uh that's a whole fucking mess in itself yeah sea of thieves i mean we'll definitely talk we've had plenty of talks about sea of thieves and most of the people that listen to this are probably gonna understand um or they're gonna be people like fucking it's pirate game get over it i know one of the things that i wanted to talk about briefly is uh horror games uh because those are we've been playing a few of those those are a pretty big thing for me played a few of them 
Well, Bigfoot, I guess, is technically a horror game. Yeah. The forest, the, forest. the forest technically is. There aren't very many good co-op horror games. GTFO counts as one of those. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is there's a... I, I did actually... I, I did contemplate talking about this last night whenever I was trying to bring some things, and it... Oof, never mind, I can't bring that up. Uh, I'll elaborate later. Um, I don't know, there's like a philosophy to horror games that I... that why I like them so much. And... It's just kind of something I felt like I wanted to share, but I don't really know how to kick that off just yet. I need like a I need like a comparison. I need something to like root it out of, and I don't necessarily know what that is yet. The conversation at my house with a certain someone. Oh well, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's not what I was going to root it off of, but yeah. So basically, uh. A particular person. Do they listen to this podcast? Not that I'm aware of. Not that you're aware of? Don't name names. I'm not naming any names. We'll call her... Betty. Bartha. I like Bartha. It's more... More... less. It's less coherent. Anyway, Bartha. So, I had a conversation with Bartha. So, Bartha is a... Person who has uh how do i i mean it's not wrong it's just it's it's an old-fashioned i guess you could say religious standard um where bad things are just bad and deserve no attention whatsoever which is not something i particularly agree with but basically there was a there's a horror game called poppy playtime that one of your nephews found right Mm-hmm. Right. So, Poppy Playtime is a horror game, and it's not a very, very scary one for me. For a kid, probably. <clears throat> so, I mean, he got chewed out for, you know, knowing what this is. Um, And the argument that was made by Bartha is that that kind of thing shouldn't exist, which is something I fundament- fundamentally disagree with. Because it's, it's, you know, it's the adult's job to keep an eye on what your what your kids look at, you know? Like, that's your job, not everyone else's. You can't you can't censor the whole internet for yourself, for your kid. Like, just, you can filter that out. Um, but basically, it kind of led into the discussion where I'll preface saying I did tell Bartha kids should not be looking at that. I agreed with that. I just don't agree it should be banned because that's the kind of thing I like. Um... Which kind of led into the explanation that the reason I like horror games is uh, two reasons. For one, I don't get scared much. Uh, Like, nothing really jars me or gets me terribly anxious except for a couple of specific things in this world. So I guess as some form of adrenaline high, I pretty much play horror games to chase that feeling. Because that's the only thing that can really get me, because it's interactive. Every now and then a horror movie can do it, but I don't like most horror movies because they're just copy and paste. Uh, yeah. And then there's a there's a, a, a thing with horror that I, I believe Stephen King said or wrote where when you're presented with a horror story, book, movie, game, you know, whatever your preferred format is, I guess, you're presented with this 
awful, awful situation, right? Uh, like gr gruesome, even something just cynical. And you're I'm beyond going, even. Yeah, I'm beyond. You're going through uh the story with the characters pretty much as you're reading, watching, playing. You know. And it's it's terrifying. It's awful. You want to stop. It's it's the worst sometimes. You know. Maybe you enjoy it. Uh. But eventually you get through that story, and it's done. You have more than likely, I guess you could say, succeeded. So you've overcome that challenge, <clears throat> and then you can move on to the next, and that won't be quite as scary as it would be. Uh, it's it's a it's a progression of strength in a weird way sometimes. Um, now there are some lines that should not be crossed, but things like uh, alien. You know, the xenomorph and whatnot. I think that's great. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, religious or paranormal horror, though. Because they're always the same. Slashers are not horrors. And uh, definitely keep some of that away from the kids. I have more to add on to that, but... I, I, I've really been hogging the spotlight here, Neo. You need to add something in. I had a lot of small talk. I had a lot of GTFO. You go. Talk about horror or what? Talk about something. Um, well, what do you? Oh, you continue talk about horror. You always give me shit for not playing make many single player horror games because, ah. you know, I, I say that I find them boring because it's just your, like, which is a lie. I think Resident Evil would be a game that I like because there's a lot more to it than like say a game like Outlast. You actually like fight and that kind of thing, which I like. Okay, Neo, have I explained to you? Well, then you're talking about survival horror. Which, yeah, is, I... which is most of what most of the horror games I play. Let me explain to you why I think this is a lie for the podcast, okay? So, you say you don't like horror games because they're boring, right? Right. I, I disagree with that, whether it's like a fight horror game or a run-and-hide horror game. I, I think that's... I don't believe that at all, necessarily. I mean, it's not boring for me, at least. Maybe... A horror game where you just run and hide is boring for you, even though I still disagree with that. But I don't believe that you just find horror games boring because I know the things that you like, and Alien is one of them. And I know you would like Alien Isolation if you bothered to play it. There is some, hide and hide. There is some run and hide, but there is some fighting back in there too. You would like it. I think yeah, you say it's I'll boring... Because they scare you and you don't want to play it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a coward. I'm a coward. I'm just also a masochist. So I subject myself to it. I, I could be I could be a total dickhead and be like, I've been to a war zone and I've been shot at by missiles. I'm not scared of anything. Don't don't do that. Don't don't do that at all. Plus I know that's not true. You don't like spiders. Yeah, I hate spiders. Guns, missiles, artillery, nothing. A little bug that you could squash without even knowing? <laughs> Pretty much. That, yeah, all right. Well, so, yeah, so, look, I believe you would like horror. I mean, I get that not horror games are for everyone. That's fine. But I just, I don't believe, I, anyone that says that horror games are just boring, like, I question the validity. 
Is it really I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of being scared or anything like that. I'm not afraid of jump scare or like whatever. I'm not going to have like a nightmare about it. It's just, ooh, I'm scared. Well, you know, look, I just, look, ne- next time I visit or you visit or something, I'm going to have you sit down in here. I'm going to pick a horror game that's not like the worst, but I'm going to, I'm going to pick something for you and you're going to play it. I'm playing Dread Halls. Yeah, but Dread Halls is also like, as much as Dread Halls is scary, it is boring at the same time. I will say that one because it's, I mean, there's nothing really that clear in it. That's like, that's like a horror game for people that just naturally like horror, I guess. That's not a great introduction. That being said, VR horror is a completely different playing field. VR horror is awful. I have rules when I let people play VR horror. You're not allowed to... Whoever is playing VR horror, all right? This is like a thing I did with you. And, and like, there's other stories I have about this. If someone is playing VR horror, usually with my headset, I don't allow anyone to touch them. I don't allow anyone to, like, you know, get near them or, like, creep up on them while they're playing. Because you obviously can't see anything. And you're probably not really going to be hearing it either because the headset blasts sound into your head. You know? Because VR, like, there's no escape from that reality, all right? When you're playing horror on a desktop, like, you can pause it, you can walk away, you have the environment of your room around you, so you know where you're at, pretty much. With VR horror, that is your environment until you take the headset off. You know, you're, that is your awareness, is whatever is happening in that headset. That is your reality. And for me... I had an accident where I I did accidentally swat a small child because they thought it would be funny to mess with me while I had that thing on and I was playing Dread Halls. I have a I I have a reaction to swing when I'm scared sometimes. So fight or flight. Yeah, uh, the fight or flight thing, flight doesn't really occur that much. It usually just goes straight to fight. That's why flight. I said fight or flight. With yeah, you. <laughs> flight might come later, but I've never really made it that far. Um, so for other people, because I don't know how they'll react, uh, yeah, you're not allowed to touch anyone unless you might, unless you actually want to risk getting punched in the face or something like that. Then go for it by all means. Um, unless you're, a, you know, a small child or something, I, I won't let that happen. Rule is you can't press charges or get mad when you get punched in the face. Oh well, I mean the kid that I accidentally—I didn't punch the kid. I just kind of like, like popped him, you know, on the forehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and luckily his mom was not mad at me because you know she warned him not to do that. But you know, where were you during this? Uh, I was at an old coworker's house. And, you know, her, her kids were there, and I was, I was letting them play VR a little bit, but then, you know, Albany wanted, or, ooh, shoot, said a name, Albuquerque, call them Albuquerque, uh, we'll just stick with Albuquerque, so Albuquerque was, uh, playing around with it and whatnot, but, anyway, that's, that's enough of that, and that kind of spooked myself, it's the only time I've almost slipped up and said a name, like a, like a I mean, full one. He did say a name. Not fully. It's Albuquerque. No one knows who it is. Let's move on. Tell me about Sea of Thieves, Neo. Oh, I can tell you all about Sea of Thieves and how much of a bullshit, time-wasting game it is. 
Continue. So, expound. <laughs> expound. All right. So, like, the thing that I have the most problem about Sea of Thieves is, is you don't have a choice for PvP. That game would be so much better if it gave you a choice to, you know, just go on missions, do tall tales, you know, by yourself or with your crew. Because, like, say you're doing a tall tale, right? You're doing something that's primarily for story, not for monetary gain, not for reputation. You're just trying to, you know, have fun and do a story. Some idiot can come and sink your ship and, you know, before they added the save feature for tall tales, just... You can lose all your progress on a tall tale like that, you know? And I have a problem with that. Yeah, no, that, that, that pretty much encapsulate, encapsulates it for me. I think I said that word right. Like, GTO, or not GTO, oh gosh, been on that long enough already. Sea of Thieves, so we've been playing that game for quite a few years. Pretty much since I've, its inception. I've been playing... I've been playing that game since the alpha pre-release on Xbox. I did not play an alpha. I did play a little bit of beta. Roughly pretty much the same span, you know. Um, and it's always been, you know, it's been a big thing for us. Like, we, there's a lot of things to enjoy about Sea of Thieves. It's fun. It's a it's a team game and whatnot. And I, I, I like cooperative games. Um, where you're where you're a pirate, you go out on it. They have like adventures. You can do treasure hunts and stuff like pirate stuff, with some fantasy like things involved with it. But not sword and sorcery, but fantasy. The problem with Sea of Thieves is it's a shared world, right? And you know, there's other people in this world, hence shared. And some people will just play and. Uh, quote be a pirate basically it means they'll just sink you and take your stuff or and it's and it's gotten worse to the point where now at this day and age in sea of thieves you don't have to have stuff if they see you they'll just want to sink you for no reason and there's no gain in that at all you don't get well now there is you, you can get the log now which is dumb which but that's only for reapers and That's Reapers, all people care about today. So let's hang on. Let's preface something as well. Reapers is a faction in the game, right? It's something you can align yourself with. And Reapers is basically the PvP company where if you do that, your main goal would be to sync players or whatnot. Steal I played Reapers. That kind of thing. Now, I got to level 65 in Reapers without syncing any players with the intent of doing so. Um, and that's five levels away from completing it, or ten, something like that. It's ten, yeah. So you don't need to do that, because everything you get is boosted. Um, the thing is, is I'm a, I've gotten pretty much at this point, Neil, after the last experience we had with Sea of Thieves, my problem with the game isn't really even Reapers anymore, because you know what they want, usually. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, there is something for them to gain. The guys that we encountered last game sank us for no reason. We told them we had nothing. We don't want to fight, and they kept going after us. They sank our ship and ruined all of the work that we were in the middle of doing, and they didn't even stop to take the things that we had on our ship. Like the I mean, they couldn't open because it, it was like a story. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, there was a little bit of stuff we had, just, like, trinkets and stuff we didn't sell. 
they didn't want anything. They sank us and left. They kept moving. And they did that to the guys they sank right before us as well. The, yeah, we were, but they also chased us for like an hour, hour right. and a half. I was I was getting into that. They their only goal was to sink players. And which basically means they're doing nothing. Like they aren't doing anything. They're making no progress doing anything. Um, and that's the problem because there's no honor system in the game, and it very heavily rewards behavior like that, whether you're trying to get loot or not. And, and it's uh, it's encouraged to be like that, despite the original concept of the game being to not act like that. Yeah, and like speaking of honor system, like the whole like alliance system they added a couple years back, like they even like Rare makes jokes about it not even like being a real thing, like to go ahead and backstab your alliance members just because you can. And that really makes me upset. And they were, I was listening to the Seek of Thieves podcast, the rare podcast that they do, and they are trying to remove alliance servers for whatever reason. I don't know why they would do that because it's not hurting anyone. It's literally helping everyone in that server. All right. I would like to, uh, since we're referencing a podcast and whatnot now, that is saying these things. I would like to say real quick, rare, if you end up finding this episode. Uh, look, it's your game. You do what you want with it. But we're not the only ones who feel this way. You know, we're just less quiet about it because we're usually drowned out with insults and belittlement. Mm-hmm. You know, like, also, I'm just a friendly warning to your game. Yeah, there's no anti-cheat system. There's There are quite a few cheaters. Cheaters aren't really even my... Like, I mean, cheating is always my concern. The pro, Look, my my main issue with Sea of Thieves is the community. Like, mm -hmm, 100%. If, there, if there was some way that everyone could mutually agree, and there, there kind of is sometimes, where you'll find, like, a server alliance, where everyone in a server works together, but does their own thing, right? It's like everyone's in an alliance, and they do their own thing. So when you're in an alliance, basically, the more ships you have, the less the, the share is, I guess. But yep. basically, if you sell something, everyone else in your alliance gets a little bit of money and a little bit of XP for it. Like but you get the full amount for selling but, it. So. But, you get, but you get the full amount. Now, if everyone in a server is doing that, whatever amount of ships there are, if like you're getting at least money, a little bit of money, for everything everyone else is doing. But you're still getting the full amount, so you're not actually losing anything. There's no reason to really not do an alliance. You know? It's it's like a like you're you're doing your own thing and you'll also help out other people, just you know, give them a little bit of money basically. Um, exactly. People are greedy. Unless they changed it and you don't get the full amount, and if that's the case, that's stupid. But you see, like I said, it just it has no honor system, and it heavily rewards PvP, and you you can't, what like the concept of the game just gets lost because you want, you, how do I say this? All right, I'll ba I'll backtrack a little bit. Basically, they uh, to something else we heard in the podcast again. Rare, it's your game, you do your thing, but uh, disagreement is they want the PvP, the players, to be the primary difficulty 
which for one makes things like megalodons and krakens and whatnot makes them pretty much boring. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, it's a joke the, at this point. But the thing is, is like you can't I I I can't name the last time we played that game and we managed to complete something without getting screwed over in, in some way. Um yeah. Because you know, I I can't it can't be said enough is they they heavily enforce the PVP. But they're they said that their concept of the game is, you know, they want PVP to be the main difficulty. It's a shared world. You can do stuff with your crew, and maybe you can do something with other crews. And every yeah. now and then they'll add, like, a small thing that'll require you to alliance with another crew. But after the first couple of days of that being released, it's right back to the normal thing of just constant, you know, looking over your back for someone to kill you. Yeah, a problem that I have that they said is, uh, excuse me, about to sneeze. Bless you. Pineapple. 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 Okay, it's gone. I don't know why I didn't sneeze. All right, sorry. Um, so a problem that I have is what they said is the core of their game, which I definitely don't agree with, is the shared world part of it. And I, I disagree with that, because the whole point of the game is to be a pirate, go hunt for treasure, go fight, like, Entities go fight skeletons and megalodons and krakens, do tall tales. The point of the game isn't to fight other players. The point of the game is to treasure hunt, basically. Well, no. So when they say that the core of their game is a shared world, I mean that's true, because it because it is like there's nothing about that. The problem, the thing is, is they classify it as a pirate adventure game, and it you know in a shared world and. But it's 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 not. It's a battle royale. You don't get the yeah. chance to like either do or complete, you know, adventures and whatnot without someone hopping on your back. We've been doing tall tales, which are pretty much just little missions with no real benefit other than, you know, experiencing a story, which is fun for me. And we can't even complete those sometimes because people will get on our backs. And like, also, there one is story. no. It's not an adventure if I have to constantly worry about other people. Like, and it's like I'm not. Like I get the PvP in that game. I'll say this as well. I'm not begrudging the PvP concept entirely. I I know PvP's place in that game, and I respect it because you know. I mean, sure, if you're a pirate, maybe you'll steal stuff. The thing is. is that's all people do now because there's no reason to do anything on your own. You can just take yeah. it from someone else and it like because there's no there's no incentive to do anything on your own. For right. the and average like, Joe at least. For me, I like doing things on my own, but everyone else doesn't. So like the community is is so lame. Remember that one time we were just fishing trying to you know level up hunter's call because we had nothing else better to do and we couldn't get anything else done because of other people yeah that's so we're thing. just we're just fishing on the side of a dock and these guys just come and kill us and sink our ship for no reason yeah fishing which literally pretty much doesn't provide any benefit to anyone else it's not worth that much money and it's only food basically beyond that point uh 
it's it's just there people just sink people because they enjoy sinking people and i find that the biggest waste of time unless they have something that i can take from it and even then i don't really like doing it because if i want loot i'll just go on a quest or an adventure and get it myself i like that's that's the game that's the content of the game if you were to play that game and only sink people you're missing out on 90% of what's in there, and that is what most of the player base is doing. Yeah. Like, it's lame. It's boring. We got to Pirate Legend in a very short amount of time without touching other players at all. So for the first... Whenever we had our first Pirates, it took us a year to get to where we were. And we weren't Pirate Legend. It took us a year to get almost a pirate legend took and us then we reset our pirates, yeah. four or five months to get the pirate legend on our second pirates because we just did these forts but anyway we talked about sea of thieves for a lot we only have about 20 or 30 minutes left of the podcast uh for this episode so uh is there anything else that you want to present you i have a couple of things um i got one more thing like uh blizzard as a company i want to talk about that i i'm gonna i'm gonna say now i'm gonna absolutely rag blizzard so uh if you have positive things to say say them now uh i don't actually i have no nothing positive to say about blizzard um so i was and still am a pretty big fan of Overwatch. I find it a very fun game. It's one of my favorite games because it's one of the only games that I am genuinely really, really good at. And that's why I enjoy playing it. Mm-hmm. But with like the delays that Overwatch 2 and everything mm-hmm. like that, and like the news that I've heard with it coming out, like them adding a battle pass because, you know, every game has to have a battle pass now, I guess, which is dumb. And... Like, one of the best parts about Overwatch is everything that they released, like Sea of Thieves, has been free to everybody. You don't got to pay extra for events or anything like that. It's just given to you, which is a good part of it. But now, with the new hero releases that they're doing, new map releases in Overwatch, you have to unlock them through the Battle Pass, which I disagree with so much and I hate. I Active service games... So, your 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 stance. I mean, I already know this. I'm just referencing for the podcast. You just like Overwatch. You, you just like Overwatch. Yeah, I I find it a very fun game. Like, cause I played TF2 a lot back in the day, and I had a lot of fun with that. And then Overwatch came out, and I'm like, wow, this is just like TF2, but like Another, on steroids. A red versus blue base game. Exactly. All right. Well, let uh, let the hate train begin on my end. <clears throat> So, for people who don't know about Activision Blizzard or Blizzard, you know, I, I mean, the, 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 compare, the, the joint is lost on me. Activision Blizzard is pretty much mostly staffed with creeps and abusers uh, and whatnot. So, I mean, that pretty much tells you a lot already. There's a whole lot of scandals, a whole lot of charges and accusations coming to light. Some might be true, some might be not, but there's a lot of counts of it. Um, which which pretty much sets the precedent for it's stocked with scumbags if it's true 
all of that. Right. Um, and or I the mean, whole like uh, there's there's research create a Cole Cassidy thing. Well, I mean that's a different thing, I think. But basically, I mean you can do your research on that. I've looked into it some. I just can't remember it all off the top of my head. But Blizzard is one of the scummiest cash grab companies for games. Diablo Immortal. Let me tell you about the legend that is Diablo Immortal. So Diablo Immortal is a new uh, Diablo game that they released, right? And it was their, their first mistake was deciding to make a Diablo mobile game. No one ever wanted a mobile game. They made that instead of Diablo 4, which is what people really wanted. But the true crime of it is Diablo Immortal is pay to win. And the concept of pay to win is pretty much straightforward. Pay money, you win. That's how you make progress in the game. Uh, or in a game. And sometimes you can choose to not pay, but you'll just have to work a lot harder. Which normally I'm okay with. I, I can do that. There's a few games I play that are pay to win, and I just don't pay. But Diablo Immortal is pretty much literally unable to be beaten or completed unless you pay a lot of money. Pay to uh, play. So More to so pre- pay to win. To preference this, if you were to get a character, you know, start up a character and try to get them to max level, top notch, like top gear and all that. It would take you about 15 years to do it without paying any money. That's how hard you'd have to work. And people have literally spent thousands and thousands of dollars on their games. Because they're, they're, like, they're, not, they're not doing it. They're literally thousands. And, it just, and they get away with it. And I don't understand, like, I mean, it basically, th- this game just feeds off of people who are, are too lazy to, to do something. They have, like, a, they're, they're not disciplined with money, so they spend the money, and, and it preys off those people, you know? Uh, and a lot of people have tried to say that it's like, oh, you, you can't blame the company for that. That's the people's choice. Yeah, that, that's true. The people are equally to blame. Equally, because it's still god-awful and lacks all integrity to release a game that you just have to spend thousands on in order to beat. There's no game if you're doing that. Uh, right. And it, it just makes me really mad. It's because, like, there's enough of that. You see games come out that are worth 60 bucks more and you play them for a few days because they lack content. That's bad enough. But then you just release this thing that looks like a game and feels like a game, but you have to spend thousands of dollars to, quote, play it. You're not playing anything if you're buying your way through. And don't and you, you, like, if you can lose stuff very easily in that game, have to pay for it back, right? Or something like that? I have no idea. Although there is one bonehead I would like to talk about. Don't know this guy's name. I just read about it. Some dude spent $15,000 working to, quote, working, paying up to an item. Either he bought the item or he paid up to the item. I don't think he just bought it for 15000 He just spent that money total to get a very special item, and then he destroyed it in-game. So he basically just deleted it from existence 
as a form of protest. Do you, do you see the fallacy in that? Yeah. Like, you gave them your money. They don't care what you do with the item. They profited off of what you did. <laughs> it doesn't matter to them. Um, Blizzard's been, been doing things like that for a long time. You look at World of Warcraft. Um, if, if you ask me, like, I mean, World of Warcraft isn't entirely pay to win, but they, they really hold your hand a lot in the current version of the game. Uh, where there's like items that people have spent a long time working for, and then now you can just pay for it. Yeah, I heard uh, that. My biggest gripe with like World of Warcraft, I like World of Warcraft. I don't play it a whole lot, and I'll tell you why. But I love it. I like World of Warcraft. I like the world. I like the style of it. I like it all. And I like MMOs, you know? I'm pretty good at developing reputations in MMOs because I pretty much just play as though I'm a highly advanced NPC. Um, but it's pay-to-play. Uh, and pay-to-play... Do you know what pay-to-play means, Neil? Yes. Right. Well, it's a subscription-based game. You pay 15 bucks a month to play it. I, I don't like that. I, I do not like subscription-based games. Um, or I, I don't like that that's what I'd have to do. I would absolutely love to just, like, I would, I would play World of Warcraft if I could just spend money on it and just have it, you know? Well, that's kind of like how Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus works, you know? You gotta pay monthly to pay online, that kind of thing. Well, and, and I don't even like that. I never liked that. I've told you about that. I, I, yeah. I have to pay money to play with my friends online. That's part one reason why I'm so happy with PC is like you don't have to do that on PC. Um now for a minute I thought you were talking about like Xbox Game Pass where you can like pay certain Well that too in EA well, Plus or whatever it's called. Okay, well here's the thing that I like about Game Pass or the why I kind of give this leeway is Game Pass like for one it's optional. You can just buy the games that are on Game Pass if you want. You don't have to give them money for Game Pass to play these things. The benefit with Game Pass is you pay... Uh, what, how much is it a month? I can't remember. Uh, for like Game Pass Ultimate, which yes. has like live your, and Game your Pass voice, Your voice mod's on. What the heck? I apologize for that. Uh, for like Game Pass Ultimate, which has like Xbox Live and Game Pass in it, I think it's like 16 bucks a month. 17 okay. like sixteen ninety nine. All right, well, all right that, that's... I don't need the specifics. You pay, uh, let's, let's just go ahead and say Ultimate, all right? Because you can play online and you have Game Pass, right? You pay, let, let's just throw out a number, 20 bucks a month, okay? Even that's fair. 20 bucks a month, you have hundreds of games you can access with that. You can cancel at any time, you know? And if you want to, like, keep playing those games, either you keep Game Pass or you just buy the games. Xbox sponsor us. Uh, uh yeah, Xbox, please. But anyway, with but like with World of Warcraft, it's like I might not have the time to play World of Warcraft that much. So what do I so my option is either pay fifteen bucks a month for something I don't I might not have the time to play that much, or I just pay fifteen bucks a month and cancel it. But even then it's still the same thing. Like I would rather like if if they Blizzard just outright you know, put World of Warcraft as a non-subscription thing. It's like, hey, I mean, I don't know. People would probably debate the price on this a bit. But it's like, you know, $60 and you can uh, 
have World of Warcraft, you know, or like a bundle where you have the classic version and the current version, whatever. That's like, okay. I mean, I would do that. Uh, I just, I don't want to pay like a subscription to play a game. I want to have the game. I want it to be mine, you know? Right. And like, I feel like that's kind of how a lot of games are these days in a sense of what a battle pass is. Like people have to pay every month or season or whatever it is for a battle pass so they can get, you know, certain stuff so they can actually, you know, compete with other players. Well, I mean, luckily some like with the the cycle, uh, it's like a, it's a, you go into a match, you loot up and raid, and then you come back out pretty much. It's just a loot game, you know, with PvP involved. Um, all the things in that battle pass are primarily cosmetic. I mean, there's there's yeah. like things you unlock. There's gear you they'll give you through that pass, but you still have to work through it, you know. And it's free to play. Now I, I'll, I'll say, sometimes I don't have a problem with it. Sometimes I do. I'm just really tired of live service games. I'm tired of the concept of battle passes. Uh, yeah. This is something I'll backtrack a little bit. It's actually Sea of Thieves. I actually like how they do theirs. Because nothing that you get in the Sea of Thieves battle pass is a benefit in any way. Nothing it's, you get in the Sea of Thieves is a benefit whatsoever. It's all it's all cosmetic and it's 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 pretty much like it's a self gratification thing, right? And like I completed I won I com- got all the way through the last battle pass that they had, and I'm really proud of that. Uh and I have a cool sword in that game because I did it. Um I don't under like and and it's it's just a shame because these live service games keep popping up because a lot of little kids are playing them and they either well they'll pay their you can pay your way through a battle pass as well I want to say that can't pay your way through Sea of Thieves also something of also a decision I like but like with with like Apex all right people love Apex it's a big popular you play Apex, if you you can spend enough money, you buy the battle pass and then you spend more money and you can just purchase a completion for it, basically. That's a lot right. of money. Uh, it's Fortnite. St- another big st- example of that shit that shit. Yeah, Fortnite, you can do it in Fortnite. Pretty much all of them except Sea of Thieves from what I know. Uh and it's just really, really stinking lame. You can actually even do that in Fall Guys, but I mean, who who cares if you know, Fall Guys? But whatever. Um. Anyone who does that for Fall Guys is just really lonely. It's pretty much my position. <laughs> really lonely, or has too much money. Yeah, pretty much. But live service games, subscription games. I don't like quit making. Just stop trying to take my money, okay? I'll give you my money if you release good stuff. Right. Like, I've spent countless dollars on Tomb Raider when they release DLCs because I love their stuff. They have good stuff, you know? Fallout, I bought all their DLCs because their DLCs are fun. People question the quality of them here and there, but I like them. You know? Like, just release good content, man. You'll make more money that way, but it's just all bureaucracy. Yeah. There's well, more to get off of that, 
there's a there's actually one more thing I want to talk about because I know we're nearing the end of this episode. Uh, I was game. I was right about the segue into a a thing, and what you're about to say, I'm pretty sure I know what it is, is going to be involved in it. Yep, um, 100%. So, I was going to ask, I, I'm not, I'm still working on my segue. You'll have, you'll get to talk about this in just a second. I just want to preface what the point is. <laughs> so, I was going to ask you if there's any games you're looking forward to things that we have not played but want things we desire yes all right oh god yes now i know exactly what you're gonna say kick it off go for it high on life that game this game looks amazing it looks funny it just it screams chaos and i love it your voice mod still okay stupid thing yeah you get it like there's like nothing wrong with this game from what like the trailer shows made by the uh peers of Rick and Morty. Uh it it looks so fun. I okay, hang on. It looks fun, it looks chaotic. I love the concept of this game. Like he just Neo just said it's made by the same people who made Rick and Morty. If you like that show, you might like this game. But I would not say that there's nothing wrong with this game. Well, maybe as far as morality goes yeah i was gonna say that like this this game is definitely very morally wrong but i think like there's nothing wrong with it i don't know if i say it's morally wrong but it's morally questionable it's it's (laughs) no it's definitely morally wrong well at one bit we're not gonna talk about that bit on on this episode uh there's a thing that we saw about this game and it's it's not really a good one uh but it's 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 just beautiful. Your guns they they talk to you. It's it's funny. There's weird you looking got a aliens. Knife. <laughs> yeah, you have a knife that talks, and he's like a you know he's a knife, so you can imagine what he's obsessed with stabbing. Uh, it's yeah. just it's, it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, there's more I could say about High on Life, but I, there's three particular things that I wanted to talk about. Um. I'm gonna yeah, start. There are a couple other games that I want to talk about as well. Right. I'm gonna start with. Uh, we'll do one at a time. I'll go and then you'll go. And there's, I mean, you might say one of the ones that I'm thinking of, but we'll we'll see. So the first one is, uh, I think I've said it earlier in this podcast, uh, not this episode, but I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I love Lord of the Rings. There's two Lord of the Rings games that they have announced and that are are being worked on. First one I want to talk about is the Return to Moria. Mm. So the Return to Moria is a survival type game set in the mines of Moria, and you play as dwarves. This is after Gandalf defeated the Balrog and whatnot. And man, I want nothing more than to play as a dwarf roaming around the mines of Moria. That just sounds awesome. That's all I can say about it because there's no other information on it. Uh, but it's exciting stuff. Now, I'll uh, I'll see the floor to you. What do you got? Uh, another game that I am super excited for to my wish list right now, but uh, the Callisto Project. Remember you told me about that, and it seemed very fun. The what? The Callisto pro pro the the Callisto Protocol. The Callisto. That's a horror game, my dude. You actually want to play that? I do. 
it looks very fun. Yeah, so the Callisto Protocol is pretty much like Dead Space-esque, but it's on, I think, one of Saturn or Saturn or Jupiter's moons. Something like uh, that. Yeah, it's, it's a spooky. Um, did you know that this was made by the same, or being made by the same people who made uh, PUBG, surprisingly? Really? I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. PUBG's another battle royale. But, uh... <clears throat> Yeah, no, I've been I've been following this game for quite a while, and on a small side tangent, uh, the Dead Space remake, they're actually remaking the first one, should be coming out sometime early next year, maybe, unless they delay it, which happens a lot these days. Yeah, that happens a lot of games. Yeah, there's not a whole lot we can really say about the Callisto Protocol either. Still not much information on it. Um, also, um, Confirmation, it is on uh, Jupiter's dead moon, apparently, is what they said. Gotcha. Uh, so the other Lord of the Rings game, I've only got three, this is my second one, is uh, Gollum. It's called Gollum. It is, uh, I mean, I'm not really gonna, I, everyone has to know about Lord of the Rings by now, at least enough. But basically, Gollum is a game about Big surprise, Gollum. No way. Post Bilbo Baggins. So Bilbo Baggins took the ring from Gollum. And this game is pretty much his journey of him searching for the ring after that. Trying to get it back. Years worth of searching. And it pretty much takes you all throughout Middle Earth. And you gotta sneak your way through and... Apparently, one of the tags here is Choices Matter, so that's interesting, which makes sense because Gollum has a split personality. Uh, very exciting. Very exciting stuff. Uh, what's your, so, uh, what's your next one? My third game that I'm kind of excited for is Sons of the Forest. We still need to beat the regular forest, our world beyond that, oh. but I'm excited to play that when that comes out. Yeah, I need to read a little bit more about the forest. Like I mean, I'm I don't I don't want to get into the man. We should have talked about that earlier in this episode. The forest has some issues that I have with it that make me. It's not bad, but it makes me not very motivated to play it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Sons of the Forest. It looks really cool. It's really creepy. Uh, I think that I can guess what your third game is. Guess. Dune Awakening. Actually, no. I wasn't gonna. Bring it wasn't. That up. You no. weren't. Oh, well, now I you mean, are. I now mean, I, I mean, I am excited for Dune Awakening. Dune Awakening is a MMO in the Dune universe. If you haven't, if you don't know about Dune, read the book or watch the movie. It's really cool. Uh, no, my third game is something that has thoroughly interested me since I watched the movies, the the Harry Potter movies with uh, my Hogwarts Legacy. Okay, Hogwarts Legacy. Now, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter nerd. I know a, a, an okay amount about it. I've read the first book, that's about it, and watched the movies. Uh, but it's an RPG, an open-world RPG, in the Harry Potter universe, primarily in Hogwarts, I'm guessing. Um, but, like, looking at the pictures, there's, like, a troll, there's a dragon, you can ride griffins and stuff. Oh, it looks so cool, and RPGs are my weakness. I figured out why my voice mod kept turning on. Why? 
I had accidentally bound one of the voices to my right click. Oh yeah, that's not good. Um, yeah. So I'm I. Whenever I decided I was going to compile a list of future games that I wanted to talk about, like maybe 10, 15 minutes ago, uh, I did this in the spirit of the girl who introduced me into liking Harry Potter. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. I'm not going to say names. Um, thank you. And I, I really hope that I can maybe one day convince you to play video games through this one. Because she doesn't play Speaking of that, like... Uh... I I had I've had bought my wife like a, a laptop for her like schoolwork or whatever, and it was able to run Power Wash Simulator. So I bought it for her. <laughs> She's been playing that a lot. She's in love with Power Wash Simulator. Did you did you look at the specs of the laptop to make sure it could run Power Wash Simulator? <laughs> no, that wasn't my idea to like get her a laptop that can be gamed on. But I was. Like I was looking at that specs and I was looking at the power washing respect. I was like, oh, it can run that. I need so to I say something. I need to say something real quick because I've been given nonstop crap for this, okay? There's a select few people that have been absolutely railing me for playing Power Wash Simulator. Now, look, I did not spend money on that game, it was gifted to me. So I didn't actually spend money on something that most might consider stupid. For one, it's it's a therapeutic game that I did not have. I would not spend that money on my own. But if it's given to me, fine, I'll play it. But for everyone who keeps making fun of me and they know who they are, screw your head and the neck it rode in on. Let me have my fun. That's all I had to say about that. We beat that game too. That was fun. Yeah, we beat it. We power washed, power washed the heck out of everything. There, so clean. Everything is clean. Everything is clean, including the alien spaceship that fought Godzilla or something at the end of it. I don't know. I don't know. That was a little black. It has some really unhinged lore. Apparently, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's a computer prophecy thing. But um. I mean, we still have a little bit of time left on the episode. I mean, is there anything else you might want to add? Because I think I can scrape together something real quick. I mean, you said you wanted to go back on a topic because we didn't talk about it. So let's talk about The Forest a little bit. Oh, The Forest? Okay, so The Forest is a survival game. A, a very, uh, fairly realistic survival game, I guess you could say. You can get infections and whatnot. You survive hunger, thirst, all that. But the thing Food about spoils. The Forest... Yeah. You're on an island with cannibals and other things monsters of some sort the problem that i have with the forest is it's not the environment it's not really the the difficulty of the enemies even it's just there's a point in that game because it gets harder as days go by no matter how much progress you actually make there's a point in that game where if you're at your base for you know enough intervals you're pretty much just constantly under attack so you can't and you can't leave because they'll break your stuff, you know, they'll destroy it. So you're pretty it's just base defense simulator where you're stuck at your base having to fight these things off like every 5 minutes. Um that's that's my issue with it. Uh and penguin, there so let me say this as well. There's a guy who 
I mean, I don't want to say commonly. He watches my streams often when I actually stream. His name is Ghetto Penguin on Twitch. Uh, Penguin, if you ever find this podcast, uh, I love you. But, we love you. Yeah, we love you. So Penguin, I, I got insight from him. He pretty much said he's like the, it's like there's just like the progression is very arbitrary. You need to go to a specific cave for a specific thing to get this specific thing in a separate specific cave. Which I kind of agree with. The problem is, is it's all random. Like, the game doesn't actually... This is another thing. and This isn't like a gripe. But the game doesn't tell you to do anything. Doesn't tell you where to go. Doesn't tell you what you need. You know, it's like you, you start surviving. You go to a random cave. Find out you can do nothing in it. And you might stop at three other caves before you find out. Like, wait a minute. I can go back to this now. Like, there's... It's an unwritten story, basically. Um, as far as I know, it's it's very convoluted, and I mean, I guess you could say arbitrary, but I don't really care about that. My primary concern is just the fact that I there's a point where I can't do anything because I'm constantly having to beat the cannibals off of my wall. Yep. So, what do you guys say about it, bro? I don't know. I I. It's a pretty, like, easy game. Like, the combat's not horrible or difficult, but when there's just hordes and hordes coming after you, you, you know, it gets a little overwhelming. But, uh, you know, yeah. surviving's not too hard. Having to collect resources, that's where, like, it becomes annoying because you need, like, so much for something so small. And, yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, we were spending like hours just looking for one deer and we couldn't find one anywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. We we didn't spend hours. I mean, I'd say it did take us about an hour, but it definitely didn't take us more than two. Like, I mean, we I ended know. up we ended up finding deer for I mean, for our first deer it took us a long time. We ended up finding quite a few. I believe we actually have spare deer hides from where we left off that day. Oh yeah, I did forget we found that we found like a spawn point for them and they kept respawning in that area. Yeah, we found a we found a good amount of them, but um, no, I I I mean most of the problem that I have problems that I have with games are things that are like not really even problems for some. Okay, I mean I have big issues with Sea of Thieves. I have big issues with Blizzard and stuff like that. Uh, but with like the forest, it's more of less just like eh, I just wish it wasn't like this, and. Like, I have nothing negative to say about the Force. It's just that, that horde thing where it's constantly fighting. It's just, I'm just not really motivated to play it. Like, I need to be in a very specific mood to be willing to deal with that. Um, on a, another thing, this isn't a game coming out, but we, we don't really talk about it that much. And neither of us have the money to spare to do it. We need to play the We Were Here series together. We really do. Skipping the second oh, yeah. game, though. We need to skip the second Unless I mean, I one of honestly them. could afford to buy it right now. I I can't. I need to not spend money. How much is it? It's thirteen bucks. Well, maybe I'm gonna gift it to you. The whole the whole. The, is that the, for the? No, for the whole for the whole bundle, it's thirty bucks. Oh, okay. Uh, I played a couple of them before. Or I played a. I think I played all of them a little bit, but I had to refund them a ways back because I was. It's a puzzle game, isn't it? 
yeah, it's a, it's co-op puzzle games, like escape room stuff. Yeah, I love that kind of thing. Yeah, we need to cooperate with that. And there's a, a there's like a game chat or you know, a game chat function where you talk over radios. Don't use that. Just don't. There's no point. Just get in a Discord call if you're done. Because time is of the essence of for some people. But uh anyway, I well, I don't know what else we can cram in in three minutes necessarily. So, uh, I mean, do you? Oh, uh, we can cram in our uh, social media. That's kind of that that that's for the outro. That that that's not that's not something that needs to be crammed in. That's something that gets done anyways. Eh, fair enough. All right. Well, do you have any closing notes? Do you have anything else you want to add? A little word of advice, even. Uh, video games cure depression, and that is a fact. I'm a doctor. You should listen to me. All if you're right. depressed, play video games, and you won't be depressed anymore. All right. Uh, my word of advice is don't listen to anything that he just said. Uh, that's not true. Uh, it's not proven, at least. Uh, I, I will say I do believe video games make you smarter, but we're not going to get into that right now. Um, that's it. Is that all? Just telling people to play video games for under the false premise that it cures depression. Yeah. All right. If it does. I'm agree to disagree. Okay. Are you depressed? I do. I I don't think I am. Do you play video games? I. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about my personal life on this podcast. All right. Uh, at least my personal feelings. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. I hope that this lack of planning was still an entertaining episode. Uh, feel free to follow our socials uh, on Twitch, Instagram, and Reddit. Also, check out our own personal Twitch pages, uh, Just Phoenix 101 on Twitch, Rusty Butcher on Twitch. Uh, we had a very long GTFO stream last night, as we talked about before. And we'll be trying to do that a little bit more often. We're, we're, we're doing work on both our own personal stream pages and the, uh, the mechanics of this podcast. We might have some interesting things coming up very soon. Um, Is that, I, I was actually going to mention, like, dude, do we want to say something that we had planned maybe for this week or next week? No, no, we'll leave them in the dark. Leave you with a cliffhanger. Uh, I will say, though, as a sneak peek, in the near future, don't know when, we will have our very first guest on an episode. Uh, I'm not going to say who the guest is. I'm not even going to say what the topic is, even though I have it planned out. I just don't know when we're going to do it. And you won't know until we're doing it. Yep. Well, I mean, and the, hopefully, audience, the audience won't know, but you'll know, Neil. Hopefully, we can get Cade back into this. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll Cade, Cade stays up all night, and then he's late, so talk about that yeah kate bragging on you little little stink ball how many stink butt points for for kate um i would say kate is at a pretty solid standard of at least 15 stink butt points that's more than you or my brother have ever had at if least. you are curious about stink butt points go watch our streams on our twitch pages yeah if you want to know what stink butt points are then Check out our streams. Maybe you'll learn some. I don't know. Just depends. All right. If you, been... if, if you watch my stream, you'll earn them. If you watch his stream, you won't earn them. 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, anyway, I'm, I think we've been beating around the bush for this episode too long. We're cutting it here. We're done. Wait. What? Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, everyone. Oh, my God. I clicked the wrong thing again.